Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this evening. We have several people that are on the call or on hold already, and uh, we'll have more that will be joining us, hopefully. And then I have lots of questions that have been submitted online, so hopefully we'll get to a couple of those as well. The reason I do this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And for those of you that have listened before, you know we get questions from all across the board. We get really um, people questions, pet questions, career questions, deceased loved one loved one questions. I mean, it's just all over, which makes it really fun. And so let's go ahead and and go to the phones. And I believe our first caller is Katie. Hi, Katie. Are you with us? Yes, I am. Thanks. Hi there. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. Good. I'm I'm excited to talk to you. Well, I'm excited to talk with you as well. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. Uh, Calling from Maui. And how is the beautiful Pacific? I love the <laughs> It's great. The beautiful Pacific is wonderful. I mean, okay. how could it not be? <laughs> yeah, I know it is. It's so interesting to me how different it is from the Atlantic and even really yeah. from the Gulf. I mean, it just it doesn't they look so completely different in the topography along the West Coast beaches and the beaches in Hawaii are so different yeah. than the ones on the East Coast. I, yeah. I don't know. The sand is different. The color of the ocean's different. It's, it's fascinating, I think. So anyways, well, did you have a question for me this evening? Um, yes, I do. Um, okay. I went for my usual mammography that we all do, and um, it came back, and they had they redid it, and they said that it looked like I had some calcifications, but they couldn't um, determine that it was not anything um, non-malignant. Um, because apparently, according to them, uh, calcifications aren't necessarily uncommon, but they do have sometimes cancer grows next to where the calcification is. So they have scheduled, this is in my right breast, and um, they have scheduled a biopsy uh, for me next week uh, so that they take some tissue and determine, you know, what the situation might be. Uh-huh. Well, well, that must be really scary for you. How are you doing emotionally with all of that? Um, I'm I'm doing okay because 
I'm I'm thinking positively. Um, I, I know it's not necessarily true, but I, I have not had any cancer in my family. And um, so, you know, in that way, I feel like, you know, maybe, I, <laughs> maybe I'm okay. Um, and I've also been, I do, I do my meditation in the morning, and I've been focusing on, on health um, mm-hmm. and seeing myself in, in perfect health. So, Good. So, yeah. But I thought, you know, shoot, I'm going to call Julie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, yeah, let me get you up on my radar and let me see what's going on. For those of you who are first-time listeners, this is this is what I mean when I say get, get Katie up on my radar. It's like I have a big screen TV in my head and I can see medical conditions and everything from broken bones to torn ligaments to cancer to whatever. And how I do this is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit we're all spirits in bodies having a human experience. And when our spirits are in a body, we vibrate at a slower rate simply because the body has mass. So it would be a comparison of an ice cube to vapor is the difference. And so I raise my vibrational level really high. Katie, it just takes me a nanosecond to do it. And then I'm going to watch a laser beam go from my sternum. I'm in Alabama, in Birmingham, Alabama. It's going to go from Alabama, and it's going to come find you. So it's going to head west till I find you. And then I'm going to shoot energy from your feet up through the top of your head, and it's like I'm looking at an X-ray or a CT scan or an MRI, and I'll be able to see what's going on. The other thing that's interesting to note is I turn this ability on and off at will, I don't walk around scanning people for several reasons. Number one, I don't believe it's ethical for me to do that. I believe that people should only be scanned by me if I have their permission. Number two, it's none of my darn business. And number three, I don't really want to know. (laughs) Imagine if Mm -hmm. I was in a crowd of people and I was getting information on everybody that was in the crowd. That would be distracting at best and awful at worst so so yeah. I don't do it but um so what I'm going to do Katie is I'm going to come find you and it'll just take me a second to do that and so here we go all right laser beams heading your way all right I've got you okay all right is it it's uh, what I'm seeing light up is on as I'm looking at you from the front so it would be on the right side, your right side, your outer right side of the breast is where I'm seeing something. Yeah. On the so on on your arm side of the breast. Right. It's where right. I'm seeing it. Okay. It's calcium. I'm watching it break up. It's not malignant. I see no malignancy there at all. Um malignancy looks like black, thick tar when a street is being paved you know how they put that tar down especially in the older day olden days <laughs> i don't know mm-hmm. how old you are but yeah, i'm all i'm 58 <laughs> almost, next and, and so i'm you know that tar where it was kind of almost hot and sticky when they be tarring or or at or putting new asphalt on a a road or a parking lot and that's what cancer looks like to me i don't see anything there i see healthy pink tissue around it katie mm-hmm. it looks like calcium to me 
calcium looks like um, it's got it's got uh, kind of almost like a honeycomb. But do you ever use those dishwasher tablets where you throw a tablet in the dishwasher instead of used to be yeah. liquid or powder? You know, they have those yeah. dishwasher tablets. It's kind of the consistency of that almost, but imagine in a honeycomb shape. Yeah. You know, my visuals are, are wild sometimes, but <laughs> the, the dish, it's, it feels like a, the dishwasher detergent. And so what I'm watching happen is I'm watching the, the um, calcium, the ball of calcium. It's a little ball of calcium. It's spinning very fast as I'm looking at you from the front. It's spinning very fast in a clockwise position, and it's disintegrating it. So this is a healing that's going on that I'm watching. This is an energetic healing. And did you, speaking of detergent, did you ever see the commercial one time they had on TV several years ago where they would um, put a drop of laundry detergent on a stain on a blouse or something and then it would disintegrate into a bunch of, bunch of little dots? Do you remember oh, that yeah, commercial? Yeah. yeah, it was like for Tide or Cheer or one of those. That's yeah. what I'm watching happen. All right. Now what I'm watching happen is I'm watching it, the skin where this ball of calcium was. I'm getting watching that get removed. And, um, and then there's pink extra tissue that's just granulating in, in the space where this was. So, it, so the, by removing the calcium deposit or the little ball of calcium, it left a little bit of a divot in the mm-hmm. tissue. No big deal. I'm watching that fill in. So let's see what caused it. Okay. Um, your lingerie needs an upgrade. What? <laughs> your lingerie needs an upgrade. It's caused from, I'm getting, that it's caused from the side of your bra rubbing that part of your breast. So a lot of bras will have like a a wire or a stay or something, you know, keep the girls in line and keep the girls Mm -hmm. positioned right. Yours is rubbing. My guess is if you look at your bra, there's a good chance that where they found that calcium deposit is really close to the to, there's something on your bra that's irritating it. I'll be darned. Okay. So it's just your body um, trying to protect the tissues because there's excess rubbing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and my guess is it's from your bra. That's yeah. what I'm getting. Yeah. Unless you're, you know, walking around in armor or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know when I had read about uh, calcification, you know, it could have been if you were ever um, experienced being hit in the breast or something like that, that that ultimately can result in that. So I, I, I guess it's like what you said. It could be rubbing yeah. or yeah. whatever. So. so look at your bra and look and see what the side of it. You, I'm sure you can feel it if you've got one on right now. You can feel it. And my guess is there's something that's kind of solid that's there. It's usually it's either an underwire thing or, or they have those plastic, they're almost like cla- plastic stays that you'd see in a man's dress. Yeah, shirt yeah, yeah. And, and look at that. And I would consider getting another bra that will do its magic without rubbing on that area. I really think that's yeah. what's causing it. And I really think you're going to be fine with that biopsy. I'm sorry you have to go yeah. through it. 
Um, yeah. But, um, <laughs> well, I'll go through it with confidence. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then let me know what happens. Okay, Please. I will. Let Thank me know you for so sure. much, Julie. You bet. Thanks for calling. Thanks for joining us. And, uh, you know, good luck with all of that. I'm, I hope it'll be – you have somebody that will go with you, I hope? Yes, I do. To get that done? Okay, good. I don't want you going yeah. by yourself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all righty. Thanks so much. Okay. Thanks, Julie. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. I see somebody from a 512 area code. Who's this? Um, hi, Julie. This is Kim. Hi, Kim. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm good. I'm calling from Austin. Terrific. Well, nice of you to join us. Thanks so much for calling in this evening. Did you have a question for me? Uh, well, I've I've got some real health concerns. Okay. Uh, and it's in regards to my liver and okay. It's I've been diagnosed with cirrhosis. Okay. And I'm wondering, besides all the medications I'm on currently, is there anything that I can do to um, help the condition? Okay. Are you having a lot of symptoms with it, Kim? Well, um, I have a lot of abdominal swelling. Okay. Yeah. All right. Are you in pain? Yes. Okay. I figured. I don't even have you on my radar yet, but I know that that, that uh, situation can be really painful. Okay. Let me, yeah. let me get... Hello. Hello. Okay. I, I'll go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, I'm just on a lot of medications, and I'm trying to take myself off of some. Okay. Because I don't like taking, you know, 10 pills a day. Yeah. Well, and then there's so many side effects that come with that. And mm-hmm. you don't know if the side effects are what's causing your discomfort or or if the condition is causing right. some of your symptoms. So do you know about the NNT.com, the number needed to treat website? No. Have you ever heard of that? The number Never. needed to treat, Kim, is... When a pharmaceutical company is trying to get a medication approved, they have to submit test information. They do clinical tests, and they have to submit information to the FDA to get the medication approved. And the FDA, part of that information that they submit is information on how many people need to take a medication in order for it to help one person. And that's called the number needed to treat. So if you go to the NNT, like NancyNancyTom.com, the number needed to treat.com, the NNT.com, and uh-huh. you type in the different names of your drugs or just Google the name of your medication number needed to treat, if you just Google that, you're going to come up with a number. And I was researching this for a friend who was being put on a new medication, and the number needed to treat was 300, which meant 300 patients had to take this medication in order for it to help one person. Now, that's not very good odds. Those are not right. good odds. Right. And then, of course, it has a list of side effects that were on that medication that were really long the list was really long and um 
And so it just gives you more information about whether or not it feels right to take this medication. And every time I've ever been in um, with a loved one, I don't really take much medication, but my husband does, and I've been in his doctor appointments with him, and the doctor is clueless about this number needed to treat number. Most of them are, but if you ask them about it, you go in there armed with the information, you're going to educate them. And more importantly, right. you're going to educate yourself. So let me get you on my radar and um, and see what's going on with your abdominal area and your liver. Okay, so laser beams coming from my body here in Alabama. It is heading west, going to hook in with you in Austin. Okay, got you. All right, let me shoot. Oh, yeah, you're you're really inflamed. If I drew a line from your waist to where your hips start and I go all the way around, it's just red, red, inflamed. I understand why you're in pain. Um, Inflamed, how inflammation looks to me, Kim, is it looks like red, just red, dry fog. Excuse me, like the fog that, an athlete runs through as they're coming onto a football field or a basketball court or something like that. It looks like fog, but it's dry. It's not wet like fog when it's outside. So, and it's really bright red. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get that calmed down so I can see underneath it and see what's going on. And how I do that, Kim, is I apply anti-inflammatory energy and it's kind of a royal blue color to me and it looks like royal blue fog reminds me of the color blue that is the is a refreezable ice pack that orthopedists use you know and you can get them at the drugstore too um but it's that color blue and when you're in pain by the way you can you can use your mind to help lessen the pain by envisioning this blue fog that's really cold but it's dry, come down in those areas that are inflamed because your body's going to follow what your brain tells it to whether you believe it or not. (laughs) Right. Okay? So Uh I I I do that and I teach people to do it all the time. If you're having pain, envision this blue gel and then feel that it's really cold because you know how when tissues or something's inflamed on the body, it feels hot to the touch? if you sprain your ankle or something well the body's going to respond to what the brain tells it and the best analogy I can give you for that is have you ever had a dream where you felt like you were being chased or falling and you woke up and your heart was pounding and you wound up and you thought oh my gosh I had this dream well the dream was the dream real no But did the body think it was real? Yes. So that's a great analogy of how well this can work. So, all right. Getting the inflammation down. Okay, going around. Yeah, you've got... um, Your stomach to me looks distended. It looks bloated. And it looks like it's got um, a bunch of gut biome issues happening. I'm seeing a lot of yeast. Uh, I can see your liver. Your liver looks diseased, but I'm in the stomach now. I think a lot of this um, stomach swelling and pain is because of the medications you're on. So I think your intuition is right on target with that. 
Um, and I think what they're doing is it's killing off the good bacteria that's in your gut and it's allowing the yeast and other non, um, you know, the bacteria that we want to keep at bay. That's, that's an essential part of the equation, but that is, you know, we don't want to let it get out of control. It's, it's out of control. Are you having a lot of bloating and gas and pain in your abdominal area? It's just, it's mostly just bloating. I mean, I look like I'm probably eight months pregnant. Yeah. Well, you know how when you, um, have you ever made bread, Kim? Yeah. Yeah, you know when you put a package of yeast in bread Mm -hmm. and then you let it sit and it rises? Right. That's what happens to our stomachs when we have an overabundance of yeast in there. So. That's what's going on. So a couple of things on that. Um, First of all, if you go to Bulletproof, do you have a pen? Yeah, I do. By any chance? Okay, good. Bulletproof, just like it sounds, Uh B-U-L-L-E-T-P-R-O-O-F-E-X-E-C, like short for executive, dot com forward slash diet. Okay. If you if you go to that site, you can download a uh, a free food chart, and it's going to give you information of stuff to to eat that's really going to help. The other thing I want you to look up is the book Eat Fat Get Thin, okay. and it's by a doctor named Mark Hyman H Y M A N M D. And um, and he has a chapter in his book that talks about dealing with candida, overgrowth of candida. And his he basically says eat the same thing, which is whole food, um, stay away from processed stuff, stay away from sugar, fermented stuff, alcohol, you know, anything that's fermented, yeast is used to ferment it. And it just right. has a party. And it's in our stomach. So, um, so stay away from anything that's fermented. Do that. Google overgrowth, yeast overgrowth, candida, C-A-N-D-I-D-A, that'll give you some pointers as well on that. Okay, so that'll help you with the yeasties. That's, that's the first thing. Let me see what's going on with your liver. And I believe the yeasties are out of whack and they're flourishing because of the medications that you're on. And if you want, call in for a private consult. We can go through each one of those medications, and I'll get a read on this is good. This is in your best interest to take this one. It's not in your best interest to take that one kind of a thing. Okay. I do that with okay. people all the time. Um, okay. Just go to AskJulieRyan.com and click on the schedule an appointment, and we can do that. Um, okay, let me look at your liver real fast and see what's going on. All right, it's diseased. It's As I'm looking at it from behind, the right side, if I divide it in half, the right side's worse than the left for some reason. So what I'm watching happen is I'm watching a healing occur, which like with Katie, who was our first caller, it's spinning in a clockwise direction. There's energy, and, I, and it's sloughing off. Um, this tissue that looks diseased and underneath is healthy tissue. Actually, at the core of it, if you can imagine a filet mignon and it's, it's cooked really well on the outer edges of it, but the further you go towards the center of it, it's, it's pink and, and it's more of a rare, right, right. Uh, rare thing. That's what your liver looks like to me. So 
I'm watching this um, tissue that looks like it's diseased get obliterated on the outside. So um, I think if you call me for a private consult, we can finish off with that because there's okay. other stuff we can sure. do too to help you heal. But I really think you're on to something with the medications. And I do think you can get your liver to the point where it's not going to cause you any problems. I think you can heal it. I really believe that based on what I'm seeing. Okay. Well, that was great. And I, I will also call you about my son. We won't go into his issues right now, but he's having okay. some uh, neurological stuff going on, okay. serotonin, dopamine, you know, hormones, okay. that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. I'll be happy right. to help. I'll be happy. Okay, thanks, Kim. Okay. Right. Enjoy Thank your you. evening. Bye-bye. Feel better. You bet. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, somebody from 786 just called in, and who is that? This is Julie. This is Cassandra. Hi, Cassandra. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm going to put you on hold for a couple of minutes, and then I will be back to you. So you'll be able to hear the show, but just hang in there with me for a few minutes, Okay, okay? Okay, great. All right. We do the show, everybody, every Thursday night at uh, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. If you go to AskJulieRyan.com and you scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, you'll see all this call-in information. While you're there, sign up for my newsletter. And that is a blog that I send out weekly, and it's a question that somebody has submitted online, and then I answer it. And um, and then all the call-in information is in the body of that email, and it's a reminder to call in as well. And and while you're there, schedule an appointment, like what I was just talking with Kim about. That way, we'll have an hour to really do a deep dive of what's going on, do a healing. There are three phases to medical scans that I do. And the first phase is diagnosis. So you heard that with Katie and with Kim. Second phase is there's always some kind of an energetic healing that occurs. And then the third phase is there's always some kind of an emotional component that precedes a medical condition and it shows up to me in a tear everybody's energy field has as I perceive it a membrane that wraps on the outside of it and there's a tear or a hole in that membrane and I imagine myself diving into that membrane into the hole or the tear and I'm shown some kind of a scene of something that happened either in this lifetime or a past lifetime and as soon as we illuminate it that tear starts to repair and it lets the body operate on full power and heal itself. So those are the three components of a medical healing. And then, of course, we can talk about, we can talk to deceased loved ones. I can scan your pets. I can scan your house or if you're getting ready to buy a house or we can do past life stuff. There's just a multitude of of things we can talk about. And it's really fun when we have that time together, too. I think you'll, you'll find it to be really enjoyable. Have you ever heard of Cozy Earth bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic, and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing, they've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer for just for my listeners. 
Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y-Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth Bedding. I love them and so will you. Here's a question that was submitted online from Catherine and Catherine lives in L.A., Uh, Los Angeles, California, and she said, Hi, Julie. I was wondering if you could give me some guidance on any underlying issues slash causes of my health concerns. Thanks, Catherine. And here's my response. Hi, Catherine. In order to investigate your health, I first connected to you in LA and shot energy through your body from your toes to the tip of your head. Now, mind you, she didn't give me any information. I don't need any information to scan you. You can give me information if you want. You don't have to. It doesn't matter to me because I'm going to see what I'm supposed to see, period. And the energy always goes to where it's most needed first. So sometimes people will tell me they have a left shoulder that hurts and the energy will go to their right knee or some body part that's not even connected. And uh, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, back to Catherine's response. What I saw looked like charred tissue covering most of your body slash energy field. It looks like you've had a bit, a, a, had quite a bit of radiation exposure. Have you ever lived near a nuclear power plant? I know there's one off the five freeway north of San Diego or a missile silo. Or have you worked in the radiology department of a hospital or taken x-rays in a doctor's or dentist's office? These are all examples of places where you could have been exposed to radiation. Now, this was wild with the missile silo and nuclear power plant. I was working, I was doing a private consult with a man from Nebraska a few weeks ago, and his energy field looked like this too. It just looked like charred, burnt tissue. And I asked him, I, I said, I know there are missile silos in, on the western side of North Dakota, but are there any in Nebraska? And Because I knew he lived in western Nebraska. He had told me that when we first got on the call, and he said, yeah, there's one about 10 miles from my house. And I said, all right. And as we continued to have the conversation, he said, but I grew up in the first 20 years of my life, I lived near a nuclear power plant. There it was about two miles away. So I was like, bingo on that. Okay. So I go back to my response. I don't believe you've been treated for cancer with radiation because I normally just see the charred tissue in a specific area of the body. In your area, it's all over your body. Now, having said all that, the University of Maryland Medical Center website says radiation exposure can cause cancer, birth defects, heart disease, lung issues, digestive problems, and other conditions. In order to help you heal, I suggest you find a functional medicine doctor who can advise on radiation detoxification through medicines, food, and other modalities. Go to functionalmedicine.org, enter your zip code, and find a doctor in your area. In addition, research radiation exposure online. There's lots of information available. I believe you can and will completely heal from this situation. Thanks for your question. Back to uh, patients that have had uh, radiation for cancer, 
normally it's breast or it's some other body part. And I can see when I'm scanning that person, that charred tissue in the area that's been radiated. So in Catherine's case, that's not, that's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing her whole body is full of this charred tissue. So Catherine, thanks for your question. I hope you can get some help on that. Okay. I believe our next caller is Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Are you with us? I am. Hi, Julie. Hi there. How are you, girl? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I am calling from Clarksville, Ohio. Baby, how is Clarksville? (laughs) Very quiet, very small. (laughs) But I'll tell you, there's some, uh, just this past week, I mean, there's some spectacular sunsets because we're so far out from the city. Huh. I bet you see a lot of stars, too. Yes, a lot of stars. Yes, it's very it's very beautiful here and very peaceful. So I'm Wonderful. enjoying learning to enjoy those kind of aspects of it and not how far I have to drive to civilization for food. And <laughs> that kind of thing. Well, so. when you're when you're out in the boonies like that, Kathy, you're supposed to grow your own food. Well, actually, I'm kind of spoiled with that too because the the woman who owns the property, my friend, um, she she runs. I mean, part of what she does is she grows and sells organic vegetables so she came to my door the other day with this fresh asparagus and I steamed it like 10 minutes later and it was like oh it just doesn't get any better than tender steamed asparagus right out of the garden I'm so I'm a little spoiled yeah I've never had that but I'd like to try it sometime I know it was really nice so anyway well good well do you have a question for me um, yeah, you know, it's been, as you know, with um, my health and my cat's health and then with the move, I've had all these other things going on and I haven't had a chance to um, to ask anything about my father for a while. Oh, and I haven't yeah. been up to, haven't been up to see, um, you know, he had his stroke a year ago in March um, and he's still having some health challenges and still gradually going downhill, but he's still hanging in there. Um, so I'm just kind of curious. I know, you know, we had talked about the, the 12 phases of transition and that I believe he was in phase 12 the last time we talked about him. So I'm just phase curious. Phase 12 is on his way to heaven. So if he's still oh, around, man, it must be, he hasn't. Be <laughs> Maybe 11. So 11 then. It was, it was, Maybe. was very close. Yes. Okay. So okay. I'm just cu- curious how he's doing and. Remind me you know. his name, Kathy. Uh, Jack. Jack. Okay. That's what I got, but I wanted to double check. Okay. Yes, Everybody, what Kathy's talking about is the 12 phases of transition are what I see as somebody is dying. And if you go to my website, AskJulieRyan.com, you'll see the 12 phases of transition. There's a tab there, and, and I have graphics on the website of how angels are positioned, how deceased loved ones' spirits are positioned, how pets' spirits, every pet we've ever had in our life, their little spirits are there as well. And you'll also see how when the body is dying, the spirit exits through the top of the head. You may have heard people talk about near-death experiences where they felt like they were going through a tunnel. And that's what I see happen is the spirit comes from the feet and just goes out through the top of the head. But then it hangs on to the top of the head and it looks like a cartoon caption bubble where if you're looking at a cartoon and that's where the words are that the character is, is thinking, 
And then angels are surrounding them and their deceased loved ones are surrounding them as well. And based on the position of these entities, these spiritual entities, I can tell how close to death the patient is or the person is. In this case, it's Jack. So so what I'm going to do, Kathy, is I'm going to hook into you and then from you, I'm going to hook into your dad. All right. Mm -hmm. And we'll see what's going on. The other interesting thing about this, everybody, is... When somebody is dying and their spirit's out of their body, I'm unable to scan them medically because the energy of the spirit isn't in the body cavity. So it's almost like they're not plugged into a power source. So when somebody calls me and they say, and Kathy, I think we've talked about this, can you check my dad or whomever because they're not feeling very well, well, if their spirit's out of their body and they're in the dying configuration, I can't give them any information on what's happening medically because I don't have the, the energy connection because my energy connection is to the person's spirit or to the spirit that's already deceased, that's non-physical. That's yeah. where, I, where I connect. So, okay, here we go. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama. And it is heading up to Clarksville. Wasn't that in a monkey song or something? Take the next yeah, train, the to last train to Clarksville. Yeah. Last train yeah. to Clarksville. Yeah. I'm dating myself <laughs> with the monkeys. We used to watch that show when I was a kid. Did you? Oh, yes, I did. Um, yeah, I think we're about the same age. Yeah, my girlfriend across the street who was the same age, her parents wouldn't let her watch it because they thought it was inappropriate, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. And you look at that now and it's... Just, I know that's kind of for funny. those of you that are for those of you that are listening that used to watch the monkeys in the '60s. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, <laughs> here we go. All right, so I got you. It's bouncing um, from you, going to Jack. Okay, he's still holding in phase eleven. He okay. So everybody, what phase eleven looks like is his spirit's out of his body, so it's hanging on to the top of his head, attached to the top of his head in a bubble configuration. He has a vortex that is spinning above his head, looks like a funnel cloud that you see for a tornado. His, um, he's got an angel on either side of his spirit bubble. Their wings are moving. When the wings move, they, they manufacture, they create this vortex, which is an upward lift. And it reminds me of going through a car wash where you sit in the car and at the end of the car wash, that dryer sucks all the water off your car. You know, it's you can you can hear it and you can feel it, and that's what this looks like. And then there's a straight line of angels at his feet, and then there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of deceased family and friends and loved ones there to greet him, and several pet spirits as well. So um, so they're there as well, and you can go again, go look at it on my site, AskJulieRyan.com, and you'll see a picture of Phase 11. So there are three questions, Kathy, that I ask everybody when they're dying. So Jack, are you ready to go? No. Are you in pain? Yes. What do you need? My family. He's told us the same thing for six months, right? I know. He has. He's consistent. He's consistent. And I've seen people hang out in the final phases for months and months, sometimes over a year. And it's just everybody has their own nuances of how they go. Yeah. But he, he's not ready to go, and he needs more time with you and the family. 
Yeah. Well, and um, my sister, I have one sister, one sibling, and her oldest, who I'm close to, um, is about to have a baby in a couple months. So and I'm sure he's aware of that. So I, I wouldn't be surprised at what that's part of what, you know, one of the things that he's maybe hanging around maybe, for. Maybe. Yeah. Um, well, I think get up there to see him as much as you can. You, you, I know he's, what, an hour or two away, you've mentioned? Um, it's, let's see, I'm, I'm a half an hour. It was two and a half hours. Or no, it was two hours, and now I... Anyway, it's probably about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. I'm, I'm about a half an hour closer each way, Good. so... Good. So yeah. go, go visit okay. your daddy, and that'll make him happy, well, and just spend as much time with yeah. him as you can. Okay. Well, thank you, and, and I just want to quickly comment that the 12 phases of transition are just fascinating to me, and they've been such a blessing in helping me deal with my dad's situation. Oh. Well, thanks. Thanks so much. Actually, I have a book coming out about them you do? next month. Oh, I do. cool. And it's called Angelic Attendance, and I'll let you all know about it when it's getting closer to the release. But it talks about these 12 phases of transition, and it also has... I think it's six or seven stories in it about working with families who have a loved one who's dying and all the nuances and the miraculous things that happened in their transition. And it really turns the dying process, to your point, it it really puts a glorious component to it. And I find that it really helps erase fear with people. And I hope it is for you as well. There was a big Italian family here in Birmingham that I was working with last year. And, and um, they had, when the, one of the sisters-in-law was dying and she couldn't communicate with the family. But I had scanned her and been over there and talked with the family and communicated between her and the family. And I took these drawings, these graphics over there in a folder and they said when family members came in, they just handed them the folder. <laughs> they didn't even have to say anything. It just told them what was happening. Wow. And That's so the, the night that she died, her sister-in-law, who's my friend, called me and said, I'm telling you, there are 100 people in this house, and this house would be nuts if it weren't for your graphics. I just want you to know how much peace it's yeah. brought to this family um, as she's going through her last you know, her last hours on earth and she did pass that evening and the house was full of her loved ones. And she had told us uh, before, like a few days before when I was over there with the family, she told us what what nightgown and robe she wanted to have on when she was going, when she, you know, in her, during her last hours. She wanted to be in her own bed, not her hospital bed. She wanted just her husband in bed with her, and she just wanted to be with her husband, and she wanted to have this blue nightgown and robe on. And then she told us that she only wanted peach roses at her funeral. <laughs> so I went to her funeral. I went to the wake, and there are all peach roses everywhere. And her husband said to me, he said, I told the florist, hey, I don't care if you have to spray paint white roses peach. You get me as many peach roses as you can find. So it was really comforting that, to the family that they had that information of what her wishes were because she couldn't communicate them to the oh, family. Yeah. And when Great. I told him peach roses, he said, those are her favorite flower. And I said, well, there you go. So, <laughs> anyway. Well, Kathy, thanks for calling in. I hope you have thanks, a, really. a, a, a nice evening, and, and I'm glad you're thank feeling you. better. Okay. Yeah, thank Take you. care. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. 
Okay, I believe our next caller is Cassandra. Hi, Cassandra, are you with us? Yes, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm doing well, too. Terrific. Tell everybody where your home is. From San Diego. San Diego. Well, two West Coasters calling us tonight. Well, how are you? I'm doing good. So I was wondering if you uh, were able to talk with a loved one who's passed away. Yes, I am. Absolutely. Okay, awesome. You've got somebody you want us to, you want to have a conversation with somebody? Yes. Okay. Who is that person? She is my cousin. Her name is Claudia Valerie. Claudia. Okay. All right. Well, let me, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hook into you, Cassandra. My laser beam is going to hook into you. And then once I have you on my radar, Claudia will, I'm sure she'll be there. Because that's how it always works. (laughs) You know, um, people say, well, they say, well, do you need, do you need the first letter of somebody's name or whatever? I'm like, no, we just call in whoever you want to talk to. It's just easier that way. Okay. Laser beam got you. All right. Okay. Yeah. She's standing to your right. Okay. Questions. I don't know. I just feel like I haven't really had like dreams or I haven't really felt her presence around me. Okay. So. I was just wondering, like, has she been there or, like, if she's okay, like, kind of general stuff. She tells me she's been around you and that she wants you to smell her. Did she wear a certain kind of perfume or? She always did have a very distinct smell, yes. Okay. So she's saying that that how you're going to pick up on her initially is you're going to smell her. And we'll ask her to be more forthright with it so that okay. you can feel her. And it's interesting because just when I said that to you, my legs are vibrating, Cassandra, which is just validation that that's okay. exactly what's happening. And since our sense of smell is such a memory trigger, right? and, and spirits a lot of times will use that. Um, my son, when he was little, my mom died in 02, and Jonathan was... I think nine or 10, but I remember he was in the fourth or fifth grade. I think he was in the fifth grade. And I, about, it was a few months after my mom had died and I was picking him up from school and he got in the car and he said, mommy, I could smell Nana's perfume when I was taking my math test today. Oh my gosh. And I said, really? Tell me about it. And he said, well, I could only smell it for like a minute, but he said it was Nana's perfume. You know, he's sitting in a classroom full of stinky kids. Right. So, you know, nobody's going to be wearing some fancy perfume that my mom used to wear. Exactly, right. Um, So she's, Claudia's saying she's going to, she's going to, you're going to be able to smell her um, around you. Okay, so she's saying at night. Um, she's saying at night before you go to sleep and in the morning, just as you're waking up when you're still kind of half asleep and you're just starting to wake up, she's saying that will, that's when you'll be able to pick it up the strongest because you're going to be starting, your brain's going to start to slow down. She's saying that you're running so fast in your Mm -hmm. day to day life that you're just focused on all these other things going on in your life. And when your brain right. starts to calm down, you know, when it goes to sleep, when you go to right. sleep at night and when you're waking up, um, you're going to, 
you're going to be able to smell her. Let me see what else she says about that. Uh, okay, do you have, is there some kind of stuffed animal or something that was hers or that she gave you or she's showing me a yes. stuffed animal? I have one that's like kind of right above my bed. Okay, and it's something that she gave you? Yes. Okay. All right. She wants you to, um, when you're missing her, to hold on to that. And this is going to sound really funny, but she's saying put it under the blankies with you when you sleep if you're really <laughs> missing her. <laughs> right. So, um, has, does she have anything she wants me to tell, like, my sister? Because I know my sister has missed her a lot, too, and they were really close. She just said, call Julie. <laughs> tell your sister to call Aww. me um, so that we can we can talk. Um, she's saying she's around you guys all the time. She said the good thing about being a spirit is she can be around multiple people all at the same time, no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, did you fall or skin your knee or something recently or trip or? Um, I probably have honestly, but I can't really remember specific times. Okay. All right. Cause she's, she's saying to, to be careful, especially when you're wearing shoes that are not real stable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know, I broke, who knows? I broke my ankle, um, a while, like four five years ago and you know I kind of sometimes have issues with that but um okay she's showing me um that you're wearing a pair of those ankle boots you know that that have a heel on them but they're Mm -hmm. but they're boots but they don't go all the the way up your leg do you have a pair of those that are not real stable for you to walk in that you have to kind of be careful yeah yeah she wants you to be really careful when you wear those. She's showing me those shoes. Okay. <laughs> so she's, she's going, okay, be careful in these shoes. And she's showing me that that you have the potential to fall because she's showing me your skin all all um, scuffed up, your knee yeah. with, bandage, with Band-Aids on it, a bunch of Band-Aids mm-hmm. on it. So you're going to skin oh, your knee. If you fall. So she wants you to be careful, especially when you're out all dolled up and, you know, you've been okay. enjoying yourself perhaps with a, right. an alcoholic beverage or two or three. <laughs> so she wants you to be careful with that. Uh, okay. okay. Any any other questions you want me to ask or I'm just giving you stuff that she's telling me? Um, let's see. When she, okay. So when she was in the hospital, I think it was almost a good full week. Was she there? Like, was she able to, like, because we each kind of talked to her. So was she mm-hmm. listening to us or was she kind of already out of her body at that point? She was out of her body, but she heard everything you guys were talking about. And she absolutely heard you and mm-hmm. heard everybody. And um, okay. she said that she felt bad because there were a lot of tears. Yeah. And she oh. she felt she didn't feel bad for herself. She felt bad for you guys because right. she said there were a lot of tears. Um, mm-hmm. And she said that when you went out in the hallway to talk about her, she still knew what you were saying. <laughs> oh my god! So did you guys go out in the hallway to discuss her? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was kind of one of those like rooms where you had to be quiet, so it was like one person at a time. So then, you know, when we're waiting, or you know, they want her to be in the room alone 
we would yeah. obviously talk about memories or just funny things. <laughs> yeah. So she just wants you to know that she heard all the stuff going on in the hallway too, which is one of the benefits of being in non-physical is you have all these capabilities that, you know, that you can't do necessarily when you're in, in the body, when your spirit's in the body. Uh, Well, tell her I love her. I know she can probably hear me and she can. She's telling me to teach you how to talk to her. So let's do that real fast. Okay. Okay. Here's how you do this, Cassandra. You just ask her a question in your head, and mm-hmm. the first thing that comes into your mind is her answering you. Okay? okay. Like as fast as you can snap your fingers. If you think about it for more than a second or two, that's going to be your brain answering you. Right. Okay. Okay. And spirits communicate telepathically. So, mm-hmm. um, Humans, that's how I communicate with spirits and communicate with people who are, yeah, that's how I scan people. I'm communicating with their spirit, my spirit to their spirit. And and cultures, ancient cultures have done this for millennia. Like, have you ever heard of mm-hmm. the Australian Aborigines? Yeah. They mm-hmm. communicate across thousands of miles with other Aborigine people in their, right. you know, in their families and in their their uh, towns and they've been doing it for thousands of years so we all have the capability to do it and you just ask her a question and then the first thing that comes into your head is um is going to be her answer so pay attention to the smell get that stuffed animal when you're really missing her snuggle with it when you're going to sleep put it i thought it was really cute she said put it under the blankie she's shaking her head at me right now you know, instead of just, like, hold on to it on top of the blankie, she's saying, put it underneath the blankies with you, <laughs> which was cute. And uh, and she just wants you to know she's around you all the time and have your sister call call into the show sometime or, or call me for a okay. private consult. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks for calling. Great question. Of course. Okay. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's go to another question in our remaining few minutes that somebody else submitted online. And um, let's see, this one is from Jennifer, and Jennifer lives in Falls City, Oregon. And she asked, hi, Julie, my husband Tyrone has been in serious pain for the last 15 years. His pain is in the right side of his neck and shoulder area and seems to get worse as the days go by. I'm asking for your healing help, please. I would do anything to help him get rid of this horrible pain and get his life back. We have two children who are missing out on a lot of family fun with their dad because he's hurt and the doctors can't tell us what's wrong with him. Please help me. God bless you, Jennifer. And here's my response. Hi, Jennifer. So sorry to hear about your husband. In order to get a good look at him, I connected to you and then from you to him. Again, that's my laser beam. I connected to Jennifer first in Oregon and then to her husband through her, like what I just did with Cassandra, even to connect to her deceased cousin. Doesn't matter if they're alive or dead. still works the same. Okay. I went on to say, once I got Tyrone on my radar, I could see his whole body was inflamed. Once I got the inflammation calmed down, I could see a large bone spur on his right shoulder. It looks like a ball covered in spikes and is shredding his muscle tissue. 
The bone spur was visible while looking at him from behind his body. So imagine a ball. Some dog toys look like this, and they've got they're a ball and they've got spikes on them. There are also nuts that fall off of trees in certain parts of the country that have that. And the other thing it reminds me of is uh, the ancient Roman um, like war weapon where it was on, it was a ball that was on a chain and that ball had spikes in it. That's what bone spurs look like to me. And the sharp edges of the bone spur can shred the tissue, or in this case, the muscle fiber, um, wherever it, it is. And it causes all kinds of inflammation because the body's trying to heal all the shredded tissue and stuff. So I went on to say, WebMD says, bone spurs form when the body tries to repair itself by building extra, extra bone. The initial problem may be the result of traumatic injury or overuse. Now, that correlates with Katie from Maui, our first caller, who has this this ball of, of calcium in her breast, and I think it's from where her bra was rubbing her, the side of her breast. So uh, bone spurs typically form in response to pressure rubbing or stress that continues over a long period of time. I think that's what was happening with Katie too. All right. I watched a healing occur on Tyrone that blasted the bone spur and then energetically sutured and patched the tears in his shoulder muscle. My suggestion is to find an orthopedic surgeon who specializes in shoulders. Go to the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons website, which is aaos.org slash member slash directory slash search and type in your zip code. A list of doctors in your area will appear. There are lots of orthopedic surgeons that specialize in shoulders. You want one who specializes in shoulders. You don't want somebody that's only fixing like hips and knees working on your shoulder. Okay, the orthopedist will be able to treat Tyrone with cortisone shots, physical therapy, and in severe cases, surgery. I believe Tyrone will benefit from the first two options and be, be able to avoid the surgery. Hope this information helps and hope Tyrone gets some relief. Now, I'm an inventor of orthopedic surgery devices that are sold all over the world and have been for over 25 years. I have spent a lot, a lot, a lot of time in total joint surgery, including shoulder surgery. So Jennifer, if they have to have to do surgery on Tyrone, chances are good they'll be able to scope him. They'll be able to do a, an arthroscopy where they'll stick a scope into his shoulder. He'll have a couple of little incisions, but I don't think they're going to have to open him up and open up his shoulder for this. So I think it's fixable. Go find an orthopedist, and I think, I think it's going to really help relieve his pain. All right. Well, we are out of time everybody. Please do me a favor. Go to uh, wherever you download this podcast, whether it be iTunes or iHeartRadio or wherever, and give it a five-star rating if you feel led, because that'll help other people find us. And it's always really fun to have new callers and different callers call in. So that makes it fun for everybody, fun for me and fun for for everybody to listen to. Um, follow me on Instagram at Ask Julie Ryan, on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan, and uh, my website, AskJulieRyan.com. So I hope you all have a wonderful evening, terrific weekend, good beginning of next week. Call into the show next week, and I'll be delighted to talk with you. Take care, everybody. Thanks. Bye now. Bye now. 
Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.